Not a matter of if, but when crisis will rock your world. I'm Rashini Rajkumar, licensed attorney, crisis strategist, and host of The Crisis Files. In each case file, we explore a ripped from the headlines controversy. My crisis squad and I are here to find solutions. We also invite insiders to give us their take. Today, that insider is Kevin Lynch, a former professional basketball player who was drafted by and played for the Charlotte Hornets, then went on to play in the European leagues. Now you hear him analyzing Minnesota Timberwolves basketball games for Bally Sports. Kevin is here for the case file I call the over under. So Kevin, I have always been a sports fan. You have always played sports. My guess is you have a lot of good things to say about the benefits of being on a team. Yeah, no question. Um, you know, my my father was a, a high school coach, football coach, basketball coach. He coached for decades. My, I have three older brothers that were uh, all athletes, played football, baseball, basketball, we played other sports as well, not just those main ones, but I grew up in an athletic family, athletic home. My sister was an athlete as well. My mom, you know, back in the day, she was too. So it was second nature to me. I mean, I had, like I said, older brothers that were five, seven, and three and a half years older than me, and I looked up to them, right? So that's what they were doing. So that's how I grew up. So yes, I mean, the the benefits of you know, sports and athletics. I mean, look at the obesity rate in this country right now. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and out of shape people everywhere. And um, so that's a good benefit as far as just staying active to stay healthier. I mean, it's a health crisis, you know, it's what's going on. So um, that's one reason. But the the team aspect is interesting because um, what you can learn Say you're on a, a basketball team, let's say. Now, the goal on the team, obviously, is to win games and to work together to win games. So learning how to work with other people, whether it's a teammate or at some point a coworker, and or, or for that matter, if you run your own business and you're trying to sell whatever product you're trying to sell, um, you have to deal with people, right, if to sell your product. So, I mean, you're always going to be dealing with other people. So... That's a that's a good lesson that you can learn from being on a team. At the same time, Rashini, you're also it's such an interesting dynamic within a team because you're also competing against your own teammates. One player wants to start, one or one player can start, another player has to come off the bench, whatever. You have that dynamic. So you're working together at the same time you're competing against your own teammates. So it's such an interesting dynamic that you can take away and move on into the rest of your life as far as the things that you can learn uh, by being on a team. So uh, these parents that uh, get their kids into sports and team sports, especially, um, I think there's just an uh, endless amount of positive. Yeah, so many positives. And another thing that I feel really translates into later in life, but definitely while you're young and playing, is that sports really also teach us how to lose and maybe even become a good loser. And I bring this up because I'd love your take on this. 
Now, when I was in high school and junior high, there there were some girls' sports, but not to the extent of today. There were no hockey teams in high school uh, and many of the other sports that we now have now, which is wonderful for young girls. And it's great for boys to see that, too. And I think from an early age, if we go with people my age or around my age, boys who became men were taught early how to lose and be a good loser. And I think that translates into life, that you're not having a temper tantrum in the boardroom one day because way back in ninth grade, you learned how to be a good loser. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what which human? show me a human being that doesn't have an obstacle or stumbles at some point. And, you know, you learn how to deal with uh, – you know, hurdles that come into your life or a, a, a disappointing loss that can cripple you. I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's, um, what, what do they say? I mean, I think I've heard or read, we've all probably heard and read stuff like this, where you know, the people that become the most successful, whatever that means, success, whether it's money or some some other way to, to measure success, is how well you get up and deal with disappointments or, or losses. And I, I think there's real truth to that as far as um, how, how, how well you, you can handle, you know, if it's crippling, you, you deal with a loss that's crippling, um, that can set back your entire life. That can be, you know, you might need even medical help in some situations. So absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, um, learning how to kind of put your head down and fight through challenges or losses. I mean, that's, I think it's it's huge in our society with how competitive it is in this country. Um, the people that can handle losses and disappointments and hurdles the best and come out and they use it as a positive, those are the people that, uh, you know, they 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 have the, the biggest types of, success, of successes. I think that is real truth to that. So we've we agree there are a lot of positives to sport and playing on teams, being an athlete from younger ages into adulthood. Does a focus on sports, though, too early and for too long limit other kinds of growth? Yeah, it can. I mean, um, like at least for high-end athletes, like I played Division One basketball. I played in the NBA. I played professionally for nine years. Um, yeah, I think there's something to that. I think – I'll tell you a story. This is maybe mid 2000s, 2004, 5, 6, right in there. I was watching uh, a Larry King episode, and he was, Larry King was interviewing Rob Lowe, the actor. And Rob Lowe said something that has stuck in my head for all these years is he said once he became famous, uh, he stopped growing emotionally. And his maturity kind of stunted. So when he was, you know, an actor and he, you know, in movies and whatever. And when he said that, there's, and I'm not comparing myself to Rob Lowe. And that's you know, okay. Movie, you can do that here on the Crisis Files. Yeah, I'm not a movie star, but in my little world, I was kind of a known person, at least in the basketball community in this little corner of the world. So it kind of came on in high school. I think. I, I kind of dealt with a little bit of that where I kind of stunted my growth uh, and and my maturity kind of stopped maybe a bit because I was getting a lot of attention. And um, 
that's something you got to be careful of because you look at guys like LeBron James or Shaquille O'Neal, these famous, at least basketball players, everybody fawns all over them forever. And they make so much money. They have so much power. And yet their personal life is in shambles. And, you know, success in the sport doesn't guarantee that you're a good person or you're going to be a good husband or good wife, whatever. And so that happens. That really does happen. And um, that's a concern. I mean, that's something I've really had to work on, even though I had a little small dose of it. Some of these people are world famous, you know, and and uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting point. Well, something to keep in mind. And that leads really naturally into talking about this entire business of sports. It is amazing the kind of money we are talking about, whether you're looking at NFL contracts. You know, the U.S. women's soccer team was fighting, fought major court battles to get paid as equally uh, as the men were getting paid. The NBA, those kinds of salaries. Get into that a little bit because I think we've kind of gone a little nuts when it comes to this business of sport and what it all means. Yeah. Yeah. Look at and look at the NCAA and, and college sports. I mean, the NIL, the name, image, likeness, the, these college athletes are really no longer amateur. That was the whole thing about college sports, right? It's amateur sports. And that was supposed to be a beautiful part about college sports. Right, right. The, yeah, exactly. The healthy part of it. It wasn't professionally. We're, you know, weren't playing hard to make money or get a big contract. It was all about uh, getting education, being on scholarship, da, da, da. And, I mean, I, I, yeah, there's real concerns as far as college sports and even stuff drifting down to high schools. I mean, you have open enrollment now in this state of Minnesota and kids are moving around and, you know, kids are training. They could be a fourth grade boy or girl and they train like an NBA player and then you specialize. That's another issue. And, you form all-star teams with high school teams, whether it's Edina hockey or girls tennis at Edina, Apple Valley wrestling. I mean, Eden Prairie. Football. These are suburbs of Minneapolis. Yeah, but all over the country, that right. can be the case. And parents end up getting that bad rep because they're pushing their children so hard. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you, talk, you bring up, you know, professional sports. I mean, there's going to be certain players coming up here very soon in the NBA, NBA stars that are making – over $60 million in, a, in one year. It wasn't that many years ago where the salary cap was $30 million to pay an entire team. And, and there's good to it, too. There's interest in sports. I mean, a lot of that, there's there's some positivity to it, too. But the, at some point, I mean, where does this go? And, and how does this how does this end up? You know, these some of these NBA and NFL franchises, baseball and major league baseball teams are worth, you know, two, three, four billion dollars. And at some point, my fear is it's going to the bubble's going to burst. It can't just continue to grow like this. And um, and they're so far removed from the average fan and the wages of the average fan. You know, I mean, that's what really also sometimes gets to me is. Where where are the controls? I mean, is this TV money? I mean, you broadcast for a television network. Is it TV money that's driving it? Is it just fanaticism of the fans? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. The TV money is just, I mean, the NBA TV contract, I think, expires after next year. So 2025, I believe. And there's already whispers. It's already a multi-billion dollar contract you're dealing with. And it's going to be bigger. And 
So these athletes, the NBA players are getting paid more. So yeah, that's a part of it. Um, it's uh, yeah. And, and how this affects young kids and the kids moving around, you got high school athletes now, especially in basketball and football that, and this kind of, this goes deep with me that my senior year in high school was really, I went to Bloomington Jefferson here in Minnesota and, and my senior year was a, was a sacred time for me. It was a great, a great time for my friends and playing high school sports. But now you have these athletes that are reclassifying so they can leave high school early to get into college early so they can get to professional sport, basketball, football, or whatever early. And so they're sacrificing something, and at least in my view, that's pretty sacred. Your senior year in high school, you, you kind of build up as a kid to become a senior and have success and have fun with your buddies. But all that's being blown up by kids leaving early or they leave in the middle of their senior year to get into college and like that kind of stuff. I understand why they do it, but it just seems like you're rushing to something that's not guaranteed that's going to happen for you. And to me, that's that's a problem. Yeah, I agree. Well, we always like to end on a high note, Kevin. So you have so many great sports accolades when you played for the NBA, you played in professional European leagues, you played in college. What would you say is one of the best lessons that you learned from your life as an athlete? Oh, man. Don't don't make it everything because I kind of started drifting down that path. Um where I was pretty one dimensional and it kind of stunted, like I said, my growth in some ways. And, and here's, here's an example is I, uh, I was so consumed by sports and then especially basketball. Then I, I played professionally into my early thirties and my like curiosity as a human being, I'm, I'm actually a very naturally curious person, but I didn't even know it because I was so focused on being this basketball player and like had blinders on. And I just looked at my life entirely as like this. And, and that really hurt me. So, I mean, one thing I learned is don't make it everything. Don't put your eggs all in one basket and being a well-rounded person is better. And I've kind of come around, I've caught up a little bit, which was important, but don't make it everything. Make sure it's fun, especially for young kids. Make it fun. Well, that is great advice. Thank you, Kevin Lynch, former NBA player. You can catch him now on Bally Sports North, on Bally Sports, where he broadcasts games covering the Timberwolves basketball team. Really appreciate your time, Kevin. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Today's case file is brought to you by Spoke 612 Productions. Please rate and review The Crisis Files on your platform of choice. Catch up on all case files at thecrisisfiles.com. Follow us on Instagram or YouTube at The Crisis Files. We do not provide legal, financial, medical, or PR advice for particular situations, but strongly recommend you seek out professionals for your specific need. I'm Rashini Rajkumar. Catch you next time on The Crisis Files. <laughs>